Hello, and welcome back to the Founded on Christ podcast. You're here with Curtis, another fellow disciple of Jesus Christ. I'll be your captain today. I'll be your host. I'll be uh, the cheerleader today. And as always, if you want to take a turn being that cheerleader, if you want to send in something to put on this channel, and please do take advantage of that, you can send it into the Founded on Christ podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'd be more than happy to put any of those testimonies or experiences that you'd like to have on there. Um, it's been a little while, uh, and uh, it's been interesting. Uh, oftentimes, uh, the Lord, he puts stuff into your heart and your mind that you need to say, and then there's times when there are things there, but they're not pressing, and then there's times when there's not things there, and that was went through a lot of those different uh, experiences in the last few weeks. But uh, this week, I knew it was time, and rightly so. Uh, I think the subject today is kind of appropriate with how it's been for me the last little bit. But let's go to, to begin with, Mosiah chapter 4, verse 27. And it says, And see that all these things are done in wisdom and order, for it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. And again, it is not ex- it is expedient that he should be diligent, that thereby he might win the prize. Therefore, all things must be done in order. Um, this scripture kind of, it's been realized very much in my life recently. Um, both aspects of this. One, that all things are done in order, but also it's not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. And I think oftentimes the way that we go about our service for God, I think we we don't often leave room for rest in the midst of all this. We, we focus on the scriptures about wasting and wearing out our lives for the course of, of Heavenly Father and to bring forth light and, and casting off darkness, but we forget or we downplay the need for rest in in our lives and also in the grand scheme of things uh in my mind you look around and we have the representation of this every day every day we have the sun come bring us light and gives us the ability to work to wear out ourselves and our labors but then when the night comes it is time for all of us to lay our heads down and rest and begin anew the next day. And I think that's symbolic, not only for the way that we should live out our lives, but also the way that we um, live out the eternities and how progression is on the grand scheme. If everyone here knows how I feel about multiple mortal probations, I believe that there is a time for the labor to be done. And then there's a time to rest and recuperate before you go out to do your labor again. And I feel like the day in, day out, the month in, month out, year in, year out is a, a good representation of how we live out the eternities and gaining our experiences and moving forward in our progression through the power of God and through the power of the atonement. And <clears throat> just so that this is scriptural, not just my own opinion. Uh, we know when God gave the Sabbath, there was all these things to do on the Sabbath, but one of the big things he says is that it is, it is a day of rest. And I feel like because we go to church and we try to spiritually renew ourselves, 
uh, we often forget about the rest aspect of it. It's almost like we say, okay, Sunday is the day to put all physical stuff aside and to put all the spiritual stuff on a higher priority. So now we can wear ourselves spiritually out on Sunday if we haven't been doing that all week, which we should be anyway. But Sunday, we, we wear out, ourselves out in a different way so that we are refreshed physically for the next week. But I think we downplay the aspect of just pure rest from our labors. Psalm 23. I love this psalm. And if you read it in this light, I think it changes the perspective a little bit. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. To me, that's very much symbology of resting and relaxation, taking time to recuperate before sending out there. Three, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Man, there's so much to be said there, and he restoreth my soul. There's so many things we could, I could, so many scriptures that come along these, these, uh, these principles here. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, welcome to life, right? <laughs> welcome to the rat race of affording rent, food, uh, making sure your children are taken care of. They have shoes, you know, they have all the things they need. They, they also have an enjoyable life of the things you want them to have. Welcome to the valley of the shadow of death, right? I will fear no evil for thou art with me and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest, I love that, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I recognize that you have more power than I do over my life. You will watch out and protect me. I can lie down in these green pastures and get the rest I need and restore my soul because I know that you have power to protect me in, in these instances. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that Psalms and Proverbs are so good at laying out poetically the these scriptures, these uh, principles, but the need here for us to take rest, okay? So, you know, Sunday comes around, and you know what? Pass that lesson off, you know, some weeks. Give the responsibility to somebody else. Delegate. Uh, you come home from work, you're exhausted, and the house is a mess. Allow someone else to clean it up on occasion. And trust me, OCD man here kicks in real hard, and I recognize that sometimes leaving the mess means having to do it later, and that adds its own amount of stress. But sometimes you will reach your limit, your end, and it just has to be done by somebody else. And that is okay. Whether that is physical well-being of life, whether that is spiritual, whether, you know, you feel the Lord has something for you to do and you just can't take the, the weight of it at the moment, that is okay. That's what the Lord is there to do. He can carry those things for you when you don't. Remember, come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He can do that for you. Uh, a good scriptural example of this, and I love this scripture. This is in 1 Kings 19, and I think, I'll see how much of this I actually read, but uh, this is Elijah, as he it has just got done with the epic battle against the priests, the wicked priests on Mount Horeb. The Lord came down in fire, consumed everything, 
Uh, he felt he gave an epic statement, and I'm sure it was really difficult for him to go through that whole process. A lot of effort was involved, spiritually, emotionally, everything. He put everything into it. The Lord came out the victor, and yet still... His work's not done because most of Israel still turned to their wicked ways and would not repent. And so, let's see, He we're going to go to verse 4, 1 Kings 19, verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. He said, it is enough now. O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Man, can you just hear the exhaustion dripping in those verses? Take me. I'm done. I can't do it. I'm not as good as the people have come before me. These people should have repented. They didn't. I'm done. Take me away. And he lies under the juniper tree to die. But an angel comes to him and touches him gives him strength, tells him to arise and eat. And the Lord gives him food to eat. Uh, there's stuff there for him to refresh him physically. But also, this is the same time where the Lord comes to him and he learns about the still small voice, right? The Lord in the fire and the earthquake and all these things that don't suffice it for him, right? He hears the fire and the Lord's not in the fire. He hears the earthquake and the Lord's not in the earthquake. But the still, still small voice comes and that's where he finds the Lord. And that is what fully, eventually, refreshes him. But he did, he couldn't be refreshed while still contending against the children of Israel to repent. He had to remove himself from that situation, go find some place to recuperate. Oftentimes, I've discovered that when at all possible, and I recognize there's times when there's not, and you just have to be sustained, but most of the time, there is a way for this to happen that when you get worn out in doing something, the worst thing you can do is to continue to do it in the hopes that eventually it snaps back into place. Oftentimes the most, the thing we need most is to step away from whatever it is and come back. And that can be church callings. That can be physical responsibilities, family responsibilities, it's okay to need to step away for a second to be refreshed by the Lord, recuperated, and then sent back out, you know, to do his will. And then you can do it better because not only did you get refreshed from stepping away, but the Lord, you will feel the strength of the Lord enter back into you and you'll feel confidence in the Lord knowing that he knows your limits and being able to help you. So I think it's easy for us to say, yeah, yeah, but... What what about Christ, right? He lived a perfect life. He never slackened, right? He never gave up, and he didn't. But that does not mean that Christ never had moments where he needed to rest. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. And this is talking about Christ. It says, Who in the day of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and he was heard in that he feared, or he gave reverence, saying that he had moments where he cried out in frustration, well, not frustration, but in the need to be refreshed. He was experiencing a mortal life. He had a heavy weight to do, and he had to supplicate the Heavenly Father to be sustained through that. Luke 22, verse 42 and 43. Well, let's go back a little bit. 41. 
And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will be done, not mine, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. He needed to be strengthened. He needed to be refreshed. There's many times in the scriptures where Christ says that he needs to withdraw from the apostles to spend time with his, with heavenly father. Even, uh, uh, in the boat when the storm rises, right? What is he doing? He's sleeping. He needs to refresh. He needed to recuperate. It was, it would do him and everyone else a huge disservice if he continued on without sleep, without rest. He would have been able to do less good. One might say he even just calmed the storm so he could go back to sleep and continue getting the rest that he needed. Um, but I find, and, Maybe in conjunction with Luke 22, you go to Mark 15, and they had whipped, this is 15 verse 20, and when they had mocked him, they took off the purple fr- they took off the purple from him and put his clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. I found, I always found this very interesting, and I think that God wants to teach us a lesson here. Even Christ, as he is carrying, literally carrying the cross physically, but also in the weight of the atonement, he needed somebody else to carry the cross for him. And I do believe Heavenly Father placed this individual there specifically to carry that cross. And this has extra weight and significance because Christ says, if you're going to be my followers, you need to pick up your cross, right? And follow me. But guess what? Even Christ, in moments where his strength was lacking, needed somebody else to carry the cross for him. Luke 22, when he's atoning, literally in the garden, for everything that needs to be done, an angel needs to come and strengthen him. And so next time, when you're thinking, I can't step away, my responsibilities are too great. I can't take a rest. I've got too much going on. If Christ needed help, and had help accomplishing the greatest task that was ever done, then so can we take a rest and get help. Well, uh, even the Mount of Transfiguration, though we don't fully understand everything that happened there, I do believe that was a huge infusion of strength from Father and from heavenly messengers, and in a way, a a, a way to recuperate and strengthen him for the the cause that he would have to go into. You can see a healthy pattern in his lives and the apostles' lives of taking rest when they needed rest after things had happened and then going out in strength. And so that's my message today. Uh, Hopefully, you know, this is Saturday when this is released. Tomorrow is Sunday. If that's the day that you celebrate the Sabbath, um, take a rest. You know, even... Sorry, before I close, I was about winding up. I just remembered they were forced to have sabbatical years with Hebrews growing up. They Every seven years, they would let the ran, land rest from farming and all that so that they could have a year for the land to recuperate, the earth to recuperate. It is built into our worship as Christians to have regular intervals of rest and to not feel guilty or put upon for taking those rests. And so that's my invitation, especially as you're wearing yourself out. 
be sure to take time to rest. If you do not take time to do those things, your body will eventually schedule it for you. Your mind, your spirit, they will eventually break down and you'll be forced to do it. So take time and it's okay to make those happen. And as always, seek his face. Amen. <laughs>